This is Suris FM on 105.7 broadcasting in the East Rand. Yes, uh, the time of the morning uh, where you join us on uh, Quick Fire Q&A. Uh, just before that, I'd like to thank my nephew, Saji the Khan, for sending in uh, that uh, Nazam earlier on. And Alhamdulillah, let us send uh, the rules upon our Nabi Muhammad uh, sallallahu alayhi salam. Uh, back from his travels uh, to the Holy Lands, uh, we welcome uh, our Mufti Brahim Smith on his uh, segment, Quick Fire Q&A. Mufti Sahib, assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. And who handed Ahmed Eve Mufti? Yeah, Mufti is commuted, die. Uh, he'll get uh, used to that, uh, Mufti. You have to unmute yourself. Yeah, that's Peter. Peter, now. Come, Mufti. Yes. In, South Africa, we, in South Africa, we can't be muted. You know, we have to be outspoken. So, Allah, shukarin, alhamdulillah. I visited uh, Yusuf's place also. Yusuf's country, not his place. So, you know, Allah brought us back safely. Jazakallah khairan to all those people who sent in uh, messages. Shafat, the people were sending messages from Singapore. Asking where is the deal, me and you, you know, I said we'll return shortly, G. Yeah, Fiber Shaw in Singapore, and there they say, Mufti Smith, give us more. <laughs> well, Mufti, give us a uh, give us a Kal Guzari of your trip, uh, Mufti. Yeah, Shafat, you know, I'm going to reveal everything in the next uh, c- couple of days, couple of weeks, but uh, I can tell you that ulama, need, they need to travel. You can't just rely on what you see on social media and in the media. You have to go and experience everything for yourself. You have to see the plotting and planning of the Zionists, the interrogation methods and all these things, you know. You have to see the plastic city, like the UAE, I call it the plastic city where everything is fake. And then you have to see the changes that is being made in the Haramain, Asharifain. You won't even recognize it. I've been there 12 months ago, and this year it's a completely, completely different place. So I urge people that while they still have the money and the opportunity, they should go and uh, travel there soonest before everything is gone, G. Mufti Saab, plastic city, people, you made of oil, the residue of oil. Everything you say, hey, like a plastic here, it's made from there. <laughs> mm. You know the story. Mufti, I'm looking at all the questions that, that has come in uh, for you. This one says, Assalamu alaikum, Mufti. Welcome back. Uh, why do the Zionists detain Muslim passengers on arrival in Israel? We hear of so many incidents. I saw that clip and I really felt so sad for that brother who was violated, uh, Mufti Saab. Yes, I also saw that uh, clip, Shafat, but uh, what people do not know is uh, that uh, that happened to us also when we arrived in Tel Aviv airport. Uh, the Zionists, you know, they actually uh, detained my two daughters and they kept them there for more than an hour. But uh, I didn't let them out of my sight. I was standing there. And basically two questions that who's your daddy and why are you here? They know who's the father, the father standing there. The father's most probably red flag also because I always speak out against them. And uh, just for wasting time, and I told my children, they just read Quran and annoy these people, you know, because they want to show some authority. So for Muslims, if you're under 45 years old, they tend to give you a difficult time because they're so scared. They're the most scared people in the world. You just cough and they look up, you know, if you say Allah Akbar, uh, then they become scared. So they're scared. They're living inside a prison and their bodies become prisons also. So that is to show authority that they are in charge. People should not be deterred by that. In fact, uh, that we are here to make a call that everyone should go and read Salah in a Masjid al-Aqsa soonest, inshallah. Do not uh, let them uh, deter you from that. Show the spirit solidarity with the Palestinian people and go there. It is Palestine. It is not Israel, G. Yes, uh, Mufti Saba says here, we were 
told her not to participate in Christian family funerals and not to enter churches. But recently, some ulama entered and lit candles. Please explain. Holy nights. <laughs> Holy nights, silent nights. Yes, so they're lighting the candles because <laughs> the path of Jahannam. The path to Jahannam is a very, very dark path, Shafat, and you have to light candles because there will be no nur uh, that will be guiding people towards the fire of Jahannam. The only nur is the nur of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that guides people to Jannah. Yes, that is the ruling. We're not allowed to participate in Christian funerals. You can only go give condolences. You cannot be a pallbearer. You cannot enter the church. There are so many idols hanging there, pictures hanging there, and all these other haram things that Islam does not condone, you know. It does not befit someone who ascribes himself to knowledge, calls himself an alim, a president, a leader, religious leader, uh, to go inside uh, a church and then uh, laugh and joke and mix and intermingle and uh, listen to the hymns and the praises and all this shirk that is being made in your presence. While you cannot declare monotheism, you cannot declare, declare tawhid, you cannot say that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is the greatest, you are there as a da'i and you failed in your responsibility. So these are not ulama, these are politicians masquerading as ulama. There's a fine line between the two. Uh, people should not uh, take guidance from these people. They are taking you to the doors of Jannam and you, Allah has given you an intellect, oh listener, so apply your own intellect and save yourself and your family uh, from uh, these uh, misguided and astray scholars as Rasulullah has mentioned in G. Yes, sir, people, the ulama ulama'i haq and the ulama'i su. Hey, I leave it to you, Mufti. Your chuckle <laughs> says it all. Now, ca- <laughs> questions are already flying in. Eh? It's flying in like left, right and center. Can a person get married in the month of uh, Safar? Yes, you can get married in the month of Safar. There's no suffering in the month of suffering, you know, there's a lot of superstitions people believe. You cannot embark on a journey. You cannot get married. You cannot uh, venture in a new business uh, dealing, etc. All these misconceptions associated with suffer. And Rasulullah Sallallahu Alaihi said uh, specifically there's no suffer, meaning there's no bad omens attached to the month of suffer. That is to do with pre-Islamic days, the days of Jahiliyyah, when uh, the pagans used to believe that suffer was a month of bad luck. Islam came in and expelled all those myths, and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, you know, has declared the 12 months as the, 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 the means of calculation uh, for the time in this world. So there's nothing wrong with doing anything in the month of suffer. Love your life normal. Remove all these uh, superstitions and uh, that believe in a bad omens that can sometimes take a person and expel him out of the fold of Islam also. So just follow the hadith and the guidance of Rasulullah and all will be good, inshallah, ji. Shalameen. Uh, is it true, Mufti Saab, that the Saudi government is uh, building cinemas and entertainment places in Medina Munawwara, Mufti? Shafat, I was there 12 months ago and I went now. I did not recognize Medina. The entire old Medina has been demolished. Hundreds of hotels has been demolished. Uh, the old Medina, the city, it is gone where the Bangla market used to be. People used to go for bargains. You know, everything that is old has been removed. They're building new promenades, new parkways, and so many other things uh, they are building there. Uh, cinemas, you will not recognize it. The haram is going to be extended. Masjidun Nabawi is going to be extended eight times the size that it is now. All the frontline hotels will have to be gone in the next five years. So even if you book a frontline hotel, it will take you one and a half kilometers walking 
just to get to the road to Mubarakah, the road to Sharifa. So how difficult it is going to be for the people, you know. It looks like a modern park like New York City, like something like that. Uh, this is what it's going to look like where their females are emerging from their homes, strolling with their prams and their babies, smelling like uh, expensive perfume and sitting there and parking. So all this fitna and facade happening there now. That's why I'm encouraging the people, those who can go, let them go now whilst uh, the process is still ongoing because soon you're going to see a new Medina. Uh, the, I can imagine, you know, that Rasulullah fought and strove to establish this uh, beautiful place, uh, the hub of Sharia, and all of that is uh, gone very, very soon. So go there, people, if you can, take out some time and uh, go visit before everything is gone, G. Mufti Saab, what was the fire and ravage of Maui? A natural disaster. I mean, that was horrendous. I saw those pictures of Mufti Saab, and you know, the cars were all incinerated, but the tar was on the road. The greenery was there. I mean, I, I mean, you know what I'm talking about. The macadamized roads were still yes. intact, but uh, the cars were incinerated. The people were gone. These guys are using microwave technology, Mufti. That is exactly what is happening. We've warned them. We've told the people. I've told them three years ago already, welcome to the weapons of the future, the future technology. This is how they're going to create war. This is how they're going to take out. You saw what happened in Turkey with the earthquake. It was half technology that was used there. Here they're using radiation and microwave technology, a burst of energy that will incinerate everything in its path. And uh, for anyone who has eyes and intellect, yes, anyone can see that the trees are still standing there, the things that's supposed to take, uh, you know, to go up in flames. That is still remaining. It is standing there. Uh, the buildings has been incinerated. Uh, the tar are still uh, on the roads, uh, Shafat. Everything is standing there. Just the people's home were destroyed. So uh, they're testing. They're testing different places in the world. They're manipulating the weather. And uh, this is the weapons. This is the Dajali system. It is here now. And uh, if you travel now through the Holy Lands, you'll see every system has been put in place. And I'm going to tell the people in the next uh, couple of lectures what I saw physically because that was my journey. Besides being a spiritual journey, I always go as a journalist to observe firsthand what is happening in the places where the fitna and the Dajjal will make his emergence. So people, this is how they're going to destroy you. You have to, to make a move now. You have to speak out. You have to conscientize uh, your family. It is no more conspiracy theories. This is it. This is what you are facing, G. Well, people, I can tell you, as editor of Sheikh Ahmadi, that Rahimullah, I gave him the certificate. Show it to the Mufti. Yeah, you're a world-class <laughs> journalist. Show it to them, Mufti. Yeah. Hey, you taught me, you taught me, you taught me. <laughs> no, no, it's looking, it's looking good. It's looking good. Um, uh, this question, he says, what implications does the new amendment uh, to the marriageable post for traditional Islamic marriages? Hey, it's happening, Mufti. It's happening. They're interfering yes. with the marriages now. They interfered with our Iman Shafat by bringing interfaith. They've interfered with our Salah by closing the Masajid. They're interfering with our charity by saying who we must give and who we must not give to in Section 18 and this and that. And they're interfering with the Hajj also by appointing a ministerial Hajj committee. The only Ibadah, I've said it before, that is left alone so far is Som, our Rosa, you know, that has been left alone so that, that they didn't touch it. There will be no more traditional marriages, traditional nikah. In fact, a person can go to jail if he doesn't conform to the protocols 
as laid out by the South African government with the new amendments to the Marriage Act. And that is completely un-Islamic, you know, so you'll have to abide by their laws. Otherwise, the imam can face up to five years in jail. Then there's a host of other haram clauses as well, uh, whereby illegitimate children will be getting some rights and uh, there will be uh, rights afforded to women post-Idda period. They can still claim maintenance. All these other satanic laws that Islam is not advocated. Yes, the liberalists and the modernists and those people with no iman, they'll be gloating because uh, they want recognition. Now, what's the use of having a recognition in this life and soon you will die into the grave and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will not recognize everything that you throw for and fought for because of this recognition from a kufar satanic government. Recognition comes from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is your wedding. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has witnessed your nikah. That is sufficient as honor for you as a believer. You don't need to run to a secular court uh, and, uh, to find a recognition. There's a host of uh, an array of other things and social ills associated with this bill. Now is the time to speak up, people. Now is the time to stand up. Your children and great-grandchildren, they're going to curse you because you did not make a concerted effort to preserve nikah as taught to us by Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. If you haven't spoken out before, then now is the time to conscientize the people. G. Yes, people. Wa'athiullah. Wa'athiullah. Gauteng reported the first case of the new COVID strain. Please comment, Mufti. I think the best person to uh, respond to that, Shafat, is the guest speaker here in Masjid Al-Quds today, uh, Prof. Salim Abdul Karim. Uh, what a sad day for Cape Town, you know, having uh, to host such a person. But then again, that masjid is notorious for allowing any Tom, Dick and Harry to come and abuse the member, the sacred honorable member of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. I just saw the poster that he is here. So my lecture today will be against all of them. You know, you should remember one thing, people, that the prophets has plummeted since uh, the last vaccine drive. Last year, Pfizer made $56 billion and uh, $56 billion, Shafat, and that is dwindled now. So when a prophet starts stumbling, then you have to create a new uh, pandemic, a new virus. You have to create something new to get the people uh, back uh, into the vaccine line. Why don't they pay out the people, those who are adversely affected by taking the killer shot and the jab? Why don't they do that, you know? And then the high court ruled also, If I don't know if you're aware, yesterday or the day before, that government should make known... Uh, uh, how they procured these vaccine contracts and what weighted prices. So all of these things are coming to light now. Mahmoud Tubtin, Yudhirul Ayami, as the Arabs say, whatever you hide and conceal as the tangles oppose all of these things. So are they trying to create panic and fear? Again, people, we're still in winter season. You are prone to get flu and colds and all these other things, you know. Even in the Hamidah, people were wearing masks and this and that. And I, I, I was because paranoia settling in, people thinking that new errors, that is the name I'm going to speak about it very, very soon, inshallah. Shafat, maybe Monday or so, we'll have to do a segment on that specifically. And we can enlighten the people, inshallah. Inshallah, Mufti Saab, a little bit of intermittent breakage coming through. But uh, moving on with the questions, uh, this one says, uh, why do the imams in Makkah only make one salam in Salatul Janaza, Mufti Saab? Yes. So the imam in Makkah, you know, they are... uh, Yes. Well, I hope there's no... After every salam, basically you'll find uh, even in Makkah, Makkah and Medina Shafat, you'll find 
the this uh, salatul janazah after the, the salah you know so what they follow they follow one view in the humbly madhab so you as a shafi you as a hanafi you follow your own imam your own madhab when the imam only makes one salam in the salatul janazah you complete the other salah on your own and then your salah will be valid. nothing wrong in uh, doing that you follow your madhab and they will follow their madhab ji Yes, uh, Mufti Saab, as uh, we look at this question, uh, it says, uh, does a Mufti personally recommend any travel agents to perform Umrah? <laughs> it's very, very difficult to recommend anyone nowadays because the recommendation is a, it is actually a, uh, what you call this, it is a, uh, you, you're interceding on behalf of uh, those people, you know. So people should experience for themselves. I went with a particular Molina and uh, my service was okay. And a basic, uh, fairly standard, you know, because what I got, uh, what he promised is what I got and what I asked him for, that is what he delivered for. But I, I cannot recommend. I know that all the sharks are out there now because it's uh, coining time for them to make money out of the people going for Umrah, asking a lot of money, you know. And then number two, it is not cheap going for Umrah. If uh, the heat doesn't kill you there, then the food prices will kill you. The the real is somewhere like five hundred twenty per real, and the dollar is nineteen bucks per dollar. So you're gonna pay a lot of money for food for a normal burger. Or something you'll pay two hundred and fifty, three hundred bucks. Uh, for chicken you'll pay two hundred bucks, and uh, for one ton of cold you'll pay fifteen to eighteen to twenty rand. That is the price, you know. So take all these things into consideration when you do your bookings. G. Yes, absolutely, uh, Mufti Saab. Uh, this question says, Assalamu alaikum. Welcome back, uh, Mufti. Jazakallah, Uncle Shafat and uh, Yusuf uh, for lovely programming every day. Jazakallah for that. Can we keep uh, house plants in bedrooms or bathroom? And a uh, second question. Uh, can a person can... uh, make dhikr in yes. the house uh, without a headscarf? Yes, it is permissible for a person to make dhikr without a headscarf. It is permissible to make uh, dhikr, you know, Yes, uh, people, we apologize uh, for the intermittent uh, break coming through from uh, our Mufti side. Uh, perhaps the earphone, perhaps it's a load shedding, or maybe yes. those rabbits. Yeah, Mufti, go ahead. Uh, you're breaking up uh, quite often there. Maybe the rabbits are jumping onto, uh, onto your fiber cables or something like that. I don't no, know. No, it was just load, load shedding now. We're just uh, getting out of load shedding. Okay. No, it was load shedding. <laughs> Uh, yes, yes, you can uh, keep houseplants in the bedroom. There's nothing wrong with it. Uh, Islam is not uh, uh, prohibited people from wearing, uh, uh, not wearing headscarves in the house. In Islam is not prohibited them from uh, keeping uh, plants in the bedroom as well. That is permissible, G. Yes, uh, Mufti Saba. So uh, you had your inverter on, uh, but uh, well done there. Let's uh, make this uh, the last question. It says, uh, is it permissible to wear Liverpool, Chelsea and other soccer paddles? Hey, hey, there are a lot of these naughty devils around, Mufti. Shafat, you must remember that Liverpool, they're promoting Carlsberg. Carlsberg is a, is a liquor brand. Is a wine brand, so you cannot promote anything that has to do with hammer and wine, etc. You know, and then Chelsea, they are the biggest supporters of the Zionists, so you cannot promote them as well. That guy Abraham, which he gave 75, 76 billion or million dollars, he gives to, to, to Zionist Israel, you know, and he's got a residency there as well. So it is not befitting for any person, let alone in Alim, to promote his or her soccer, because soccer is a religion. How is it possible for a person to promote? And openly and boldly say that uh, they're promoting these type of 
of things, you know, this will lead to kufr, and this can expel a person out of Islam. You're becoming a, a, a minister to society, and uh, then other ulama will have to deal with all these things. So all of that we're going to expose in the upcoming bayans, inshallah. Ji. Mufti Saab, I can tell you, absolutely brilliant. And uh, yes, uh, Yusuf and I, uh, maybe, yeah, we'll keep that segment uh, going every morning. And uh, maybe we need to start early, Mufti. So you need to be up at, uh, I'll tell you what time you have to be up, from uh, 10 to 7. <laughs> then you make it a day, 10 to 7, and we'll run it to 7 or 5 or something like that. So inshallah, every morning, Monday to Friday, what you call it, pertinence uh, points to ponder upon. Pertinent points. So I'm up from 4 a.m. every morning, so I'll be waiting for you. Uh, we'll start fresh on Monday, inshallah, and inshallah. we'll take all the vaccines and viruses and jerseys and Carlsberg and Chelsea and all these other things that the people are affected with. Uh, we'll give the uh, Islamic perspective from all of these things, inshallah. Yeah, Yusuf, you'll have to adjust the schedule. But Yusuf is up too. He gets up uh, quite early and inshallah we'll uh, sort that out. So uh, we're looking forward to that. Mufti Sahab, your parting words uh, before I let you go? Okay, uh, Mufti Sahab, uh, okay. Uh, Yusuf said that we can start at 7.05. Uh, and what about, about you? Oh, yeah, you got that uh, kira and all that coming. So we can work something out, uh, Mufti, and uh, maybe we'll make a plan. We'll make a plan. We'll have to discuss this properly because Yusuf's got a schedule. I know the kira comes in the eyes of the noble Quran and so forth. Inshallah, we'll, we'll discuss something on that. But I think it's quite relevant uh, to have uh, these uh, points uh, made and uh, keeping the ummah up to speed. Jazakallah khair, uh, Mufti Sahib. You have a, mashallah, beautiful day ahead. We'll talk to you soon. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Yeah, Mufti Sahib has gone there. And uh, Yusuf Asmal, Jazakallah khair for brilliant uh, engineering as usual. A beautiful week with you. And uh, to all our listeners that send in uh, messages and also our junior geniuses. Hey, we embrace you. We celebrate you all. Keep it locked on to Sirius FM for beautiful broadcasting, lovely in a sheath interspersed. Remember the spiritual hour coming through where 40 Durud will be played, the eyes of the noble Quran. And uh, Mufti A.K. Hussein uh, will be giving uh, the translation of the uh, Qutbah from the Holy Lands. Uh, from the team and I, till we meet you again, we bid you. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh.